up, everyone? Welcome back. I'm your host, Paula, and thank you so much for tuning in this week for another episode of Reasons to be Happy. The mission of this podcast is to inspire joy, focus on the light, and get good at feeling good. I hope everyone had a great week and is feeling like brighter days are ahead. Daylight savings time is starting tomorrow or overnight tonight, which means we lose an hour of sleep, but the reward is that we get longer stretches of evening and more daylight, which I love. It's a signal that warmer weather is coming. I'm also super excited right now because my sister and I are leaving for St. Thomas tomorrow morning. St. Thomas is one of the U.S. Virgin Islands in the Caribbean. So we checked the forecast. It's like 83 and sunny every day. I just cannot wait. Our flight is super early in the morning and I have a lot of random odds and ends to get done. So this episode actually might be a little shorter. I'm not really sure though, but I think I forgot about the planning and preparation involved with a trip. And I know this is totally first world problems, but sometimes there's a little stress with traveling. I, I know I'll be really happy and at ease once I'm on the plane, but it just seems like there's a lot to kind of get done and remember. But um, I'm also realizing I haven't been on a plane since November 2019, so I'm especially excited to travel. And yeah, it's just like kind of a, a strange um, feeling right now. Another just quick life update. So since I get a two-week break from my school, I also booked a trip to Ireland during the second week of my break. My mom's family and my brother live there, so I'll be visiting them. The last time I was in Ireland was December 2017. My family and I had gone for Christmas, so this trip is a long time coming. Ireland has a really special place in my heart. My mom is from there. And I used to visit her family every summer as a kid. I have so many fond memories. And I also studied abroad there at Trinity when I was 20. So very, very exciting. Lots of fun travel coming up. And yeah, I think I'm just really ready for a change of scenery and a mix up to my routine. I feel like the past couple of months, it's just been kind of a work, eat, sleep, rinse, repeat type schedule. So I think this this um, upcoming break and these trips will be a really great chance for me to invigorate myself, shake things up, see new things, meet new people, and I'll be sharing snippets of my trips on my Instagram if you want to follow along at Reasons to Be Happy, the podcast. Okay, so let's get into our topic. I wanted to spend some time today talking about the stories that we tell ourselves, the stories and the narratives that we have about our life experiences. So we all have a running narrative in our minds that we choose to tell ourselves and other people. And this account of our life can have a lot of control and power over our perceptions and our thoughts and our feelings about the way our life is going. The truth is the way we see things can be very subjective, meaning people can tell their life stories in many different ways. 
I've learned that if we can view life circumstances in a more positive or if not positive, more neutral way, that can have a beneficial impact on our, our mental health and our well-being. Sometimes we make the choice to tell a story about our decisions, about our actions in a way that might make us feel like there's something wrong with us or that there's something wrong with the world or our history or the people in our in our lives. And when we think in that lens, these thoughts and the conclusions about our lives can feel really uncomfortable and heavy and negative. And then when we stay in that mindset for too long, our minds can really become a scary place filled with a lot of sadness and despair and regret. And that those feelings are never pleasant. So how can we try to tell ourselves a different story? How can we reframe our situations to a narrative that is more positive or if not positive, like I said, just a little less negative and maybe more neutral. And why should we do this? What would it accomplish? Well, I think if we can make some adjustments and tweaks to edit our narratives, we can be at more peace with our reality. We can be more accepting and content. We can feel less troubled, regret, ashamed by our choices. And then we can develop some optimism about our futures. So I have three tips that have helped me to rewrite my narrative. Okay, so tip number one. The first tip that I have written down is try to perceive your reality in a more factual, objective type of way. And this one has really helped me see things in a more neutral outlook. It essentially draws out the pain and anguish that is attached with a certain memory or situation in time and it just looks at things with more maturity and honesty and kind of like at face value. So instead of thinking of an experience and labeling it as either good or bad, I just start to see things kind of the way that they are. Um, So let me describe what I mean by this. So instead of looking at maybe your last relationship that didn't end well or that you weren't fully satisfied in. So you could say, oh, that man, he was a terrible human being. He wasn't thoughtful. He wasn't attentive. He was not a good listener, etc." Or you could say, hmm, okay, so that guy, he was lacking some emotional maturity. He was limited in his capacity to demonstrate and receive love. He had some growing to do. He had flaws. And in the end, that relationship wasn't built to last. So do you see how those two views are really, really different? When I think in the second viewpoint, it takes the shame and the blame out of it. And then you can start to internalize that, okay, there's nothing wrong with either person for being in that relationship or there's nothing wrong with you for choosing to be in that relationship or you know choosing that experience for yourself and when it does and what it does for me too is that when I'm in that second mindset I feel less burdened I feel less sad about some of my choices and I also feel less fearful that you know maybe that was just that isolated situation it wasn't the right match and then i i feel less afraid to get myself back out there again 
I also think that if I were to think in that first scenario, the the former, it makes the situation wrong. It puts a lot of blame on the person, like he did something wrong or that I made the wrong choice. It takes the pressure off of me and it just helps me recognize the limitations of other people that no one's at fault, but they're just limited in certain areas that maybe I need or you need, whatever the case might be. Tip number two for rewriting the narrative is finding the humor. So when I'm reliving a situation that's really painful or heavy, it's very serious, right? So I have to try to find a way to lighten things up for myself and find some comedy in it. And by doing this, it immediately disarms me and and just kind of soothes me. And it also makes life easier to accept and deal with. So for instance, you know, if you're on like a string of bad dates, you can kind of just start to laugh about these outlandish experiences, these, you know, really unpleasant but maybe funny dates. You can kind of recap recap with your friends the trials and tribulations of modern dating in like a funny way. Having these lighthearted stories with your friends and your um, your close circle, it's a way to cope with it, right? And you can kind of just accept in a more easy breezy way. And tip number three, the final tip is rewriting your narrative through the lens of growth. So when I've had a tough situation, a challenging moment or experience, I always try to find the lesson and the learnings that I've gained from that experience. I heard once the metaphor that our life is like a textbook where each chapter or each experience or person that was placed into our life teaches us a lesson. And when you think of your life like this, you see that all of these situations happened on purpose. That life isn't happening to you, it's happening for you. It's like your curriculum of of life and all the knowledge that you're able to gain from each both pleasant and unpleasant experience. So for instance, let's say you were in a job that you really disliked. You felt disrespected. You felt taken advantage of. And then you you quit and you found a new job. And you had to really go through the roller coaster of emotions associated with being in a really toxic work environment. So okay, yes, that was not a an ideal time in your life, but what skills did you learn during that difficult period? Maybe you learned how to better communicate and advocate for yourself. Maybe you learned how to speak up and protect your boundaries. Maybe you learned what makes an effective manager and what qualities make an ineffective manager. You can use this knowledge to guide your future decisions and the direction that you want to steer your life in. You can make better career choices that more align with your values and your goals. You can identify what works for you, what doesn't work for you. You can figure out what you admire in a boss. All of these different things. And when you put on the lens of growth, you start to reflect and you can recognize how those moments served you in some way and and see the value in why those situations were happening for you. Um, Another example is maybe in a relationship that you stayed longer in than, than you should have. 
So you could reflect on this and ask yourself, why did I stay in my last relationship for longer than I should have? Why did I accept certain behavior that I wasn't happy with? Why wasn't I more sure about my intuition and why didn't I communicate that earlier on? This one particularly resonates with me because in my last relationship, I learned so much about self-trust. I had a lot of self-doubt with that person and I was able to really dig into why that was the case. So the insight I gained about myself was really facilitated through that relationship. It's almost like in the field of education, it's like hands-on learning, you know? So that knowledge, it doesn't just help also with the realm of relationships, but it also has served me in how I show up in the world, how I express myself, how I interact and process my feelings and trust my my gut, like all of these different things that I've been able to really internalize through that maybe less than ideal relationship. And then after reflecting and then identifying those takeaways, you can begin to look at the lessons from a place of gratitude. Like, whoa, that relationship taught me so much. These facets of myself were mirrored back to myself. And and now I know that about who I am and what I want out of life and how I want to carry myself in the world and what types of people I best um, match with. Like all of these different things that I've learned through some experiences that in the moment were not perfect. Um, So those are the three ways that have helped me see things in a different way, feel less negative, more positive and or neutral, and really start to rewrite the story that I'm telling myself and the narrative that is going on in my mind. Um, And then, oh, another bonus tip I just thought of actually is, and it kind of ties into all of them, avoiding the word should from your story. (laughs) So like, Choosing not to say, I should be at this point in my life. I should be further along. I shouldn't have stayed in that situation for as long as I did. I should have known better. Like, trust me, I've been thinking those things for quite some time. And they just come from a place of negativity. I think that word should, it can be harmful because it's basically the exact opposite of self-acceptance. We're telling ourselves that we're not good enough, that we should have done something differently. And it's not coming from a place of self-love or acceptance. It's reinforcing something negative about our lives. And if that becomes a pattern, it can have a destructive effect on our overall thoughts. So I've really been working hard to remove that word, to basically ban that word from my inner dialogue. One little tip that helps with limiting that word for me is getting more curious and exploring my my values and kind of like what is this telling me so if I do think like I should have etc I or I shouldn't have I you know accept the thought and then I ask myself okay this is what I'm thinking but why am I feeling like that what what might be going on here why am I feeling this way maybe a thought you're having is like I really should exercise more or I really should stop drinking so much so like get curious about those shoulds and think about that thought and it's keep it's coming up a lot what is it telling you is it not aligning with the life that you want to live 
what does that activity tell you and does it fit or not fit into the life that you want to live is it helping your future self think about those types of things and that might give you some more clarity eventually you can start kind of realizing when those shoulds come up how can you use that information Okay, anyway, that's all I have for today. I have to run and do a bunch of laundry (laughs) and start packing. Um, But thank you so much for listening. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, I would really appreciate a positive review on Apple Podcasts. I would love to be able to get some expert guests on the podcast. And from what I've learned, that can only happen with a certain number of reviews and downloads on the podcast. I think the reviews are really important though, like the ratings and reviews. If you have 30 to 60 seconds right now to just type something quick in there that um, you enjoyed or that you're liking or that resonated with you, please do let me know. The, the more reviews, the better content I can hopefully put out there for you all. And also feel free to DM me if you want any future topics talked about, any future episodes. I'm always open to feedback and your your thoughts. Why don't we end on reasons to be happy? <laughs> um, my two reasons... One is um, the vacation that I'm taking on, taking tomorrow. I'm so happy for that. I'm really thankful for my ability to take this trip that, um, you know, health-wise, things are in a better place with the pandemic. This is just going to be a really exciting uh, way to see something new. And um, what else am I happy for? Um, oh, I'm happy for rosé. <laughs> uh, I had a nice glass of rosé last night with a little splash of seltzer like I made it like a bubbly rosé and um, it was really good really refreshing and we're entering rosé season and I am ready I'm here for it so wishing you a wonderful week and thank you so much for listening we'll talk again soon bye